attention, whoever you are. This channel is reserved for emergency calls only. Do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? I pity the fool. Living in the 80s. My name's Casey Kasem, and I'm all set to count down the most popular songs in the USA. I want my MTV! Does Theo have to live here? Just say no. Hello. Face, you're a neo-maxi-zoom dweeby. Woo! It says 100% guaranteed, you moron. Hey, where's the meat? I'm a very lucky woman. So am I. Live from Members Only Studios, welcome to Living in the 80s, a podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with the 1980s. The best that we remember it. Welcome indeed, gentlemen. How long has it been? Six? Seven? Weeks? Probably. It's been a while. We had a couple of the things with uh, a couple guests on Zoom, and then we had uh, a couple weeks off, and, and the ones that we recorded back then we had done like a couple weeks prior so it's probably been two months yeah probably since we've been it's actually been to be together back, yeah it's good to be back in members only studio it's yes it is yes it is so we're going to talk today about some of our favorite action movies you may be thinking well didn't you guys already do an episode on action movies Rob did. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Ish. None of these Ish. guys got a chance no, to be part yeah. of that. Yeah. And Randy, with all of his extensive knowledge <laughs> of, of 80s action movies, didn't see it. he has knowledge because he read about them, yeah. but he's never seen them. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, it, like it anything. should just deserve to be revisited. It does. And there may be some other topics that are very similar that we may revisit soon. Different take on it. Does that sound okay to you guys? Absolutely. Sounds great. All right. So what I wanted to do right now... This little thing we like to call 80s Rewind. We haven't done this in a while, so it's just kind of reintroducing a segment that we used to do. And this is where we go back and we visit something from the 80s that you know popped up to us during the middle of the week. And in this case, it's going to be a little different. Unless you're living in America and you're living under a rock, you probably have heard the news that Travis Kelsey is dating Taylor Swift. Are you serious? What? I know. Shut up. Yes. Well, she showed up at the Chiefs game this week, sat in his box with his mom. What do you think his mom thought about her? Because there were some shots in the booth there where she just didn't look like she really cared much for her. Well, yeah, it did, and, and Taylor was like way over the top enthusiastic, as Taylor is. Yeah. yeah, she's just everything's very exciting to her. She's Taylor, and I, and I don't want to begrudge her. She seems like an okay girl. She, you know, she's obviously the biggest pop star on the planet right now. That she and is. here she is uh, with Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I personally, and you know what? Because you're hearing it first, I'm sure it's going to spread like wildfire. But you know how like they have couples like. Back when um, uh, Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes together, they called him Tomcat. Yeah. Remember, they kind of blended their names. <laughs> yeah. Brad Pitt and, uh, and Angelina. Angelina was, Bradgelina. Was it, was it Bradgelina? I think so. Bradgelina. Yep. Bradgelina. Yeah. So I have dubbed Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift as Trailer. <laughs> trailer. Yeah. I think it's going to catch on. I like that. Trailer. And you heard it here first. I mean, no one else say anything I think about it. It's time it. to get the t-shirt out there. Okay. I think trailer. it is. Yeah, I see it. Trailer. Okay. I think it is. Trailer. So trailer. trailer. Is. Yeah. So it got us to thinking here living in the 80s. What if like similar type celebrities back in the 80s had got together? Think think about a singing artist and an athlete together, you know, kind of crossing popularity streams, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I've, I've put the challenge out to the guys, and I asked them to come up with something. Now, yeah. I came up with my own, but mine's more of like a power couple, you know, like very similar to like Beyonce and Jay-Z, but you know, we've got sports and music here. So I thought Bo Jackson and Janet Jackson would have been quite the 80s power couple. That would have been. And call them Bo Jackson or Bojack. Or Bojit. 
or something. I don't know what we'd call them. That doesn't. It's not as seamless. We're still working on yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's a, a work in progress. Yeah, we will. Yeah. So we're gonna go around the table here. These guys have got some some solutions here. They've got some answers, and I can't wait to hear them. So let's start with Matt. Matt was pretty excited about this one. So um, I've got a few. I got a few. Um, the first one's not so much um, an athlete and a musician, but this is just if these two musicians would have dated, if um, if Cher oh, no. would have dated um, Morse Day, then it would have been Morse Day in the timeshare. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's good. That's, that's really good. You like that? That's good. Okay. I like it. Wow. All right. This is right up your alley. Wow. <laughs> if, if Joe Montana and Madonna got together, it'd be Madontana. <laughs> Madon, Madonna. Yeah. See what I'm Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. All right. Um, okay. If, if, if Dwayne Johnson, because he was playing football in the late 80s. Right? Sure, from Miami. Miami. The Rock. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So if Dwayne Johnson would have got with... Kelly LeBrock, it would have been LaRock. Oh, See that? Oh, See that? Yeah. Uh-huh. I think Adam Ant Adam had a song called Viva LaRock. See? They could and have had it playing at their wedding. Hooked that they one had a up. chance. They had a chance. If Moses Malone and Marky Post got together, <laughs> it would have been the original Post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. There you go. That's a good one. Uh, you were, I was starting to lose faith in you, but that is good. If Magic Johnson and Joan Jett got together, it'd be Jetson. Okay. But if Wayne Gretzky got with Joan Jett, it would be Jetski. <laughs> <laughs> I like Jetski. Wow. That's I like a good one. Wow. How many you got there? I, I could go all day. <laughs> this is um, if Wayne Gretzky and Molly Ringwald got together, mm-hmm. it would be. Wainwald. <laughs> Wainwald. 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 Oh, it wow. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll stop there. I'll <laughs> I, I, I can't top any of those. Well, go ahead and try, Kevin. Uh, you guys may not remember Kelly Maroney. She was in Fast Time at Ridgemont High. She's a blonde yes. cheerleader. The blonde, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. If she got with Jerry Rice, they could have been Rice Maroney. Oh, that's a good one. That's very good. That's San Francisco good. tree. Yeah. <laughs> the real San Francisco. I like that. And then uh, let's say Jim McMahon from the Bears got together with Phoebe Kate. It could have been Jeebie. Kind of like oh, the Heebie Jeebie. Yeah, Heebie Jeebie. Mm-hmm. Okay. And last one, Magic Johnson. Seemed to be a popular one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Elizabeth Shue. Magic Shoe. Oh, no, no, okay, see, no, I was like, going. Like Forrest Gump. I was going if, I also thought if Michael Jordan and Elizabeth Shue got together, it'd be a, a Jordan Shoe. Oh. And, if, and if Jordan's son got with her, it'd be an Air, the Air. Jordan Shoe. Air Jordan Shoe. So, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. That is a stretch That's, for that one. Yeah, so, you're, you're stretching a little bit. Good try. Bit. I appreciate it. Very good. All right, Michael. Well, I really struggled with this one. Whatever reason. Finally, 3.30 today. A few of them hit me. So I, I got a couple. I think they're pretty good. Okay. So here's my first one. Mr. Fuji gets together with Lita Ford. <laughs> and Rob, Rob's just like, you got to be kidding me. Okay. And the name would be Gung Ho. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh gosh, that's All right. good. All right. I was wondering where you're gonna go with it. That's that's <laughs> good. This one's a little more obscure. I call it icy hot. It would be Brian Winter and Donna Summer. Brian Winter played center for the Milwaukee Bucks in the early '80s. Yeah, so. okay. Icy hot. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So we got Winter and Summer. Icy hot. So. Okay. All right. Um, this one I call the Texas Power Couple. Mm. Stunning Steve Austin and Whitney Houston. Houston Boom. and Austin. I like um, it. Ah, Texas call Texas. Texas connection. Then the last one, this guy's more of a D2 athlete, so yeah, you may may not know him. Mike and Belinda Snowball. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. my goodness. Those were good, you guys. That was good. I just come with my uh, Bo and Janet. Alright, so if Kareem Abdul Jabbar <laughs> And you can't stop. I can't. Uh, this is your Jabbar and, and Bo Derek, it'd be um, Jabarbo. <laughs> I, I, got, I got like that one. That's a good oh. one. So. so what are some of the power couples from the 80s that you remember? 
kind of crossed. Well, over. I remember I remember Bridget Nielsen and Mark Gastineau dated. Yes, that's right. They, yeah. they may even got married. I think they did. Yeah, yeah. I, think oh, they did. I mean, Lisa Marie Presley and Michael Jackson. That oh, was that's yeah, the biggest that, power couple. Was that in the nineties? Was that late? I don't night? remember. I don't know. It's a long time ago. Yeah. Best to remember it. Yeah. Best to remember. Yeah. I would say uh, Mike Tyson, Robin Gibbons was yeah. a definite one. Burt Reynolds and Lonnie Anderson. Oh, yeah. that was a couple. Andre Agassi and Brooke Shields. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. Was a good one. Yeah. That's she a good one. Sean Penn and Madonna. That was yep. a good one. That was good. Tawny Katane and Chuck Finley. Probably didn't happen until the 90s, though. Probably. But in the 80s, it was Tawny Katane and David Coverdale. That's right. This one was definitely probably 90s. Andre Risen and Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Oh, yeah. That's Didn't she nice. burn down his house? Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. She did not take a, that breakup very well. No, she did not. That's crazy. That was a big story. We were doing a living in the 90s, and we do a whole story on that one. That's good. That's very wild. Sure good. What, what other power couples in the 80s do we remember? Molly Ringwald and Dweezil Zappa dated. Oh, yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. I don't know how power that was. Yeah. It's probably like a power. lightweight. <laughs> But uh, then she's powerful. Yeah, she dated uh, Anthony Michael Hall for a while. Mm. What about Emilio Estevez and Paul Abdul? That's right. Yes, they got married. How did that happen? Yes, I am not sure. Jennifer Grey and Charlie Sheen. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they actually dated, but in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, they made you think they were. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but but actually, Jennifer Grey did date Matthew Broderick. That's true. Because oh, right. they were actually in a car accident That's together right. and ended up killing someone somebody. Oh, wow. They yeah. killed someone together. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> They're forever bonded. That's it. Wow. I didn't realize that. Pamela Anderson. Tommy, Tommy Lee. Lee. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but they were a couple. I, I, yeah, Did I heard they may have made up? a movie together. Yeah, Probably they, 90s, though. They, they hooked up, though. Different episode. Yeah, they could have been. Yeah. 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 Yeah, different episode. <laughs> but but an 80 star. They're 80 stars. Yes, they are. They're 80 yep. stars. Baywatch? Uh, Baywatch oh, and Molly yeah, Crew. that's true. That, it was, that was late 80s, yeah. You didn't listen to Molly Crew in high school at all? No, no. no. I was a good boy. Okay. <laughs> I listened to him a little bit. I didn't really care much for him until I heard Home Sweet Home. Wow. Hmm. That's a good song. Then that Girls, Girls, Girls album came out. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. it is. I think we're ready to move on. Hey, that was a lot of fun, though. That's kind of neat. That was good. You, you really grew. got into I that I was one. very impressed, man. Well, you I found can tell you've been waiting up for six weeks, yeah, man. Yeah, I've been waiting. I've been saving it up. I'm waiting up. I don't know what that means. Did you sit you all day long up? just start jumbling names together? Well, what it is, is I got a couple monitors at work, and I put athletes on one screen <laughs> and, and, and actresses on the other, and I was going... Matching them up. <laughs> I was trying to work Larry Bird in so hard. I couldn't, <laughs> yeah. couldn't find a spot for the Birdman, but... Uh, I was, yeah, I was just going different names, and I I, I can set more juvenile ones, but we'll just say that. <laughs> same, same for the break. We're going to keep our G rating here, so we're going to do that. All right, so we are going to take a break, and we'll be right back. We're going to talk about 80s action movies. Hang tight. Thank you for listening to Living in the 80s. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible. First and foremost, we want to thank Spotify for Podcasters, for providing this platform, as well as Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio, where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out in our Facebook page, Living in the 80s. Most of all, we want to thank you for listening. Shall we play a game? Hi, I'm Joel McLaughlin, the most excellent host of Living in the Retro Arcade. If you're into video games from the 70s through current day, this is the show for you. We'll talk about technical aspects of the games as well as memories, the best that we can remember them. That's Living in the Retro Arcade, available on all popular podcast platforms. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. Happy to be here with you, gentlemen. It's, it's nice. That was a very fun exercise. It was. It was no, I came up with one afterwards. So if Cindy Crawford and Abe Vigoda got together, we'd have crawfish. 
Mm. I mean, nice. come on, that's good. Yeah, yeah it's that's good. You know? No, it's not a stretch. I mean, it might be a little bit. Yeah, Abe is a good. very attractive man. Yeah, yeah. You know I'm I mean? sure in 1911 he was. <laughs> what he would do for some Cindy Crawford? I mean, it'd be great. Well, maybe maybe if they like did some kind of like a Back to the Future thing and brought her See? and him together at the same, same time, time frame. Maybe you know, maybe like the couple mm, had yeah. some hot kids. Maybe. Crawfish, baby, I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have something special planned. These guys. They've always got to be ready for my my spontaneous thoughts here. So what we're going to do, kind of in the same vein of you know our power couples or our mixed couples, one thing that we do a lot, uh, we don't do it, but the movie studios do, is they'll remake these movies. Hmm. And so what I want to do here is mm. I want to talk about movies. Like if they remade them today, which modern stars oh, okay. would play these roles. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. That's good. So I'll name the movie, I'll name the original stars, and you guys come up with who you think would be a good actor, a good actor for or actress to play these parts. Hmm. Okay, so now here's an example we'll start off with Roadhouse. So originally starred Patrick Swayze and Sam Elliott. They're making a new one with Jake Gyllenhaal or Gyllenhaal, however you say his name. And then Connor McGregor is going to be the bad guy. Okay. So he's not going to be the Sam Elliott character, I don't think. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, originally, I found out uh, that Ronda Rousey was going to play the main role, but then they thought, no, that may not sell as well. So hmm. why Jake Gyllenhaal? I don't know. Kind of too much for Pretty Boy for me. Then again, Patrick Swayze was too. There it is. So I don't know. I think it'll work. Yeah. So okay, if if not. Patrick Swayze and Sam Elliott. Who do you think would be, if they were to remake it, not using these two guys, who would be good in those roles? Other than John Hall and, and Connor McGregor. Connor. Yeah. Let's see. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Yes. Yes. You can continue to use that line. I thought you'd be bigger. Yeah, there we go. Be, yeah. <laughs> Very good. I like that. That would be good. I actually like yeah. that all. Any other thoughts on that one? Hmm. Who would, um, well, who would the, the Sam Elliott character be, though? I've got my whole list of people who I thought should be, could do these roles. I, I just thought of them about an hour ago. So I think Chris Evans could be a good Patrick Swayze type oh, yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. And Jason Statham being the Sam Elliott. He's a few years older, yep, a little yeah, wiser. Yeah. You know, we know he can fight for all of his movie stuff. At least right. they make us think he's a good fighter. I'm sure he's a good fighter. So, yeah, that's what I would. Okay, Die Hard, starring Bruce Willis. Yes. Who would who could who could pull who could, off John yeah. McClane? In today's world, who could be John McClane? Oh boy, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, in today's world, John McClane. Uh, you know, uh, Chris Pratt. You think Chris? That's who I got. Like I think he could improv enough during like the 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 duck scene. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk around the glass and on the on the thing. It's Roy Rogers, you know. Like I think Chris Pratt could be that guy. I think Mm. you're right. Yeah, I I think that's a great. Let's remake it with. That would be my vote. Like if they're gonna do it, he's gonna be the guy. So Hollywood, when the writer strikes over, when the actor strikes over, and you start making movies again, Mm -hmm. since you don't have any original ideas. Chris Pratt, and you can, and all I want, all I want for that is I want a thing at the end of the thing in the trailer saying, "Thank you, living in the '80s." Bingo. Yeah, is that's all, all I want. I don't want. Yeah. Well, actually, I would like money, but yeah. if you can't give me money, I you want, want that. that and yeah. a slice of the box office. Yeah. All I want yeah. is point zero one percent. I just want my point oh one percent. That's it. Okay. Uh, what about Terminator? You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger was legendary. Yeah. In that in that movie, um, who would play modern Terminator? Ooh. I mean, my, my first my first thought was like maybe a, a, a Chris Chris Hemsworth, maybe. He could. You think? Very well, could. Yeah. I mean, just because he's kind of well, he's got that. I mean, well, here's the thing: background. he doesn't have to be able to act real well. Dwayne Johnson. Wow. Wow. I love Dwayne Johnson. I do too. I smell what the rock's cooking. Yeah. But just keep in mind, they don't really have to act real well. 
Yep. So yeah. you, you want to say Dwayne Johnson be good in that role? Um, I mean, I say either one of those would be good. Actually, I think. What do you think, Gary? I, there's gonna be some giant wrestler that's big right now. I don't know. Roman Reigns, Batista. Roman Reigns is who I think could play that role. He's never really acted in a movie, as far as I know. Yeah. And he a lot of times in in the ring and stuff in his interviews, he's like very stoic. Doesn't talk much. Yeah, he needs someone that's very robotic. Yeah, yeah. and he's he definitely got the physique for it. That's it. That's so, it. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is my guy. We are fixing Hollywood. Huh? We're fixing Hollywood. When this writer strike ends, man, yeah, there's this gonna have so much to write down. This is the idea, so it's yeah. good. Uh, what about Rambo? Ooh, who's gonna mm, who's gonna take Sylvester uh, Stallone's role? Who is going to take Sylvester? So Stallone. he's a former Green Beret. Mm-hmm. So, I think The Rock's too big for that role. I think he's too, too bulky. Too bulky. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. Uh, uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon, possibly. He's gonna have to. I think last time I seen him, he looked like he probably needed to lose a push a couple cheeseburgers away. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think he's getting a little chunky. Oh. Yes. Yeah, that's that's tough. Because um, you want some muscle on there. Vin Diesel. Maybe a little Vin too Diesel old. Could. I don't know. Maybe. Vin Diesel. Well, I, I'm, I'm thinking if you're going to modernize it a little bit, you probably have to make him be a veteran of like Desert Storm or something versus mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Vietnam. That is true. Well, you know what? In all honesty, like Mark Wahlberg is pretty buff. Like he is. I don't know if you've seen him shirt that off. And he's just, about I'm that age. Saying, he could yeah. have done that. Yeah, I think he probably would be good for that. I, I, on my notes here, I put down Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean. Yeah, he's, he's got the he's got the build. He's about that age that he could probably I think he can pull that off. What about RoboCop? Again, doesn't have to be a very good actor. Peter Weller no. was yeah. the original RoboCop, and he was not very good. No, so, so really not known for anything else but that movie. I believe. I don't. Yeah, he's been like in little things, but no, nothing as big as RoboCop. I don't think. Yeah, it's kind of. I got John Cena. Well, you want a guy, yeah. That, that's again, a great selection. Again, you don't have to act very well. No. Yeah, Every movie I've selection. seen him in, he's kind of good comedy relief, but I don't think he could pull a movie unless it's something like this. That's a good call. Yeah. It's a good call. All right. What about Aliens, starring Sigourney Weaver? Like, who would, who would play that part? Uh, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. I like it. She can do it. I say we bust out the first acting gig for Ronda Rousey. She could. Oh, yeah. Well, no, she was in um, The Expendables. Oh, there you Expendables go. 2, yeah. maybe. One of, one of the two, three, yeah. four. They're, they're, they're on five now, aren't they? some aliens and fight. I think yeah. that'd be great. I got Scarlett Johansson, who did very good as Black Widow. Yes. And Gil Godot, is that how you say her name? Oh, Who was Gil. Wonder Woman? Gal. Gal Godot. Gal, Gal Godot. Godot. If nothing else, she could see her for two and a half hours. So, I like that. Anything you're going to put her in, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Not a, not it's a problem. It's going to be just fine. Uh, what about Running Man? Also starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. So replacing Running Man. Jason Statham, probably. He could. I put down Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Really? Because, I mean, it's okay to be bulky in that whatever uniform, but That's I mean, true. Jason Statham would work I think just fine. What about Lethal Weapon starring Mel Gibson and Danny Glover? So, I think I... Aren't they making another Lethal Weapon? Are they? I don't know. I think I... Is it the same guys? I don't think it is, but I don't know. Well, because like, Danny Glover's like 112 now. Yeah, yeah. I don't it's think gotta it's... has got to be... I mean, I'm surprised it's not going to be Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart. You know what I'm saying? That would be, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be twins. <laughs> they do every comedy. Yes, they do. A lot of movies together. Why wouldn't they do... Well, like, it could be... Uh, could be uh, Matt Damon and what's his buddy Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. <laughs> they could. I got Jason Momoa and Denzel Washington because mm. you know Denzel's yeah. a little older than Jason, just like Murtaugh was a little bit older than Riggs. Yeah. Okay. So, How about John Travolta and uh, and, <laughs> and uh, Robert Hedges? He's dead. Uh, no, I was gonna oh. say um, who the guy he was in Pulp Fiction with? Um, oh, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Freeze right now, Mindy, Mindy, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, uh, Escape from New York, starring Kurt Russell. Ooh. Who's going to take that role? Tough one. Again, I, I got all my answers down, so you guys are just trying to, like, who are these actors? And who, are do? Well, who, who you got for that? I got Michael B. Jordan. Oh, yeah. Like Vince. Vince. Right <laughs> now, right. So I think he'd he be good in that role. Mm, I can see that. 
any any other suggestions on that one? Uh, and then the last one I have here is Mad Max. Originally, Mel Gibson played yes. that one. Uh, I mean, we haven't put Ryan Reynolds in anything, and he takes everything. He does. I don't know what he, he, he would fit somewhere in one of these remakes somewhere. Yeah, he, he definitely could. I'm not sure. I don't exactly know if he could pull where. off Mad Max. Ryan Reynolds may be in Die Hard. Kind of like you mentioned, the kind of like the comments. He could probably do that. Yeah, you know I think he could. I kind of like comments. him there. Yeah, I, I think, think he could. could fit. Chris yeah. Pratt might be able to pull this with Mad Max. I, I don't know. I think I think Chris Hemsworth could pull off yeah, Mad Max. Yeah, oh, they're both go. Australian. Who would be the new Tina Turner? Would it be the new Tina Turner? And Mary J. Blige. Yeah, there you go. There we go. See, we fixed Hollywood. And just like that. We have fixed Hollywood. We, Hollywood, you're welcome. We did it on the cuff. We did it. Just no like that. Obviously. Just yeah. like that. Yeah. No, not too bad. All right. Some good suggestions there. So, we do all that to bring us to this moment. We're going to do a twin Mount Rushmore. Sweet. So, we are going to talk about our top four, our four favorite action movies of the 80s mm-hmm. and we're each going to take one this week we're going to do one next week so you got to tune in next week to find out what the other four are so I'm going to start with Kevin okay uh, give us your the movie that you think because okay first of all we, we kind of did this sort of like a fantasy football snake draft we went one through four and then four through one so nobody could hog all the best ones right. so we gave Snowball the first pick and then it was Matt, Kevin, myself, and then I went again, and then Kevin, Matt, Mike. Yeah. So, uh, Kevin, give us give us one. And these are in no order. Yeah. Okay. So mine is Terminator. The Terminator's an infiltration unit. Part man, part machine. Like a robot? Not a robot. Cyborg. Cybernetic organism. Come with me if you want to live. I went the easy was that the low-hanging fruit, so Terminator's got to be one of the best action movies of the 80s. Um, 1984, directed by James Cameron, who was kind of just getting started, and uh, he really didn't want Arnold. Arnold thought this movie's going to be low-budget, and you know he thought, well, it's, it's probably going to be so low-budget, nobody's going to see it, it's, it's probably not going to hurt my career anyway, so he went ahead and kind of agreed to do it. Um, and the plot of Terminator is... Uh, he comes back from 2029, which, by the way, that's only six years away. <laughs> yeah. That's that's scary. We think about that. That's, yeah, that's uh, yeah. So we're living in the future. Uh, he comes yes. back to target someone named Sarah Connor. He's supposed to find her and kill her, and he doesn't know where she is. I think this is poor planning from the future. I mean, they should have said, "Hey, here's what she looks like, and here's her address." He All just right. goes back, pulls out a picture of the phone book, and just starts going systematically killing each one of them. And um, basically, what's happened in the future is. Um, artificial intelligence uh, defense, this artificial intelligence defense network has become self-aware. Kind of think about that. It's like, it's AI. Kind of becoming self-aware. That is happening right now. We're, we're on schedule for 2029. We are. This is going down. Uh, it, it triggers a global nuclear war. And, uh, yeah, so it's just, I was like, well, that sounds kind of like this could be happening. And he goes back in time to kill Sarah Connor so that she doesn't have a son who ends up being part of the resistance movement in the future. So, um, so he's killing off Sarah Connors as as he goes through, and then he comes across the actual, the correct one. You know, he, he's it's in a nightclub. He goes in to kill her, and a guy shows up. This came back from the future as well to protect her. And he uses Snowball's famous pickup line. I think he used it with Misty. Uh, Come with me if you want to live. You walk up to a girl and work once. Come with me if you want to live. So that's what he does. She trusts him and leaves with him. And he kind of is explained to her the whole gravity of the situation. So, um, of course, Arnold becomes a big star from this. Up until that point when he was acting, you know, his voice had been dubbed over and stuff. Like, he's too robotic. Well, guess what? He's perfect as a robot from <laughs> so the future, right? So this is the first one it's where they actually casting. used his voice. This is the first one, yeah. Okay. So well, I know he was in Conan, but yeah, yeah. And in fact, he he was like Conan was like the big project, right? This was kind of like just some side project he was he was going to do, and he really didn't think he didn't want to come with this. Um, but he was supposed to use this famous line. I'll be back. And he, he couldn't say I'll, so they wanted him to change it. He wanted to change it. To, I will be back. 
And James Cameron was like, no. So he just kept practicing a line and practicing a line and practicing a line. And guess what? That That is like such a quote. I mean, that's such a like 80s quote, people right? How say, people say that still every day and not even referencing Terminator. Yeah. But they always say it like Don't even know where it came from, right? Yeah. But they'll say it like him. Yeah. yeah, so it's listed as the 37th best movie quote uh, of all time in, in the American film industry's 100 Years, 100 Movie Quotes. Wow. Hmm. What's so, number one? I know, I was wondering, what's, uh, what's number one? I looked it up. Um, I'll have to, I'll look it up here in a minute and I'll let you know. Okay. And then, so he said this line, I'll be back. He ends up using that in Commando, The Running Man, Twins, Total Recall, Last Action Hero, and The Expendables. He has said that in all those movies. No if it works, works, it works. <laughs> And when he comes to Columbus, he has the Arnold Expo here every year. He gets up and speaks, and at the end of it, he always says, I'll be back. And that's kind of how he ends his, like, speech every year. So, yeah. You'd um, say he's typecast. <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> when they give you the same line. <laughs> yeah, so this movie that um, only cost $6 million to make, made really? $78 million in the box office, and was number one for two weeks. So, uh, wow. made James Cameron a star, made Arnold Schwarzenegger a star. Wow. Good stuff. So, any guesses on who some of the other people may have been that were, were originally thought of being in this movie? Hmm. Being in it or being in that character? Being that character. Uh, let's see. Kurt Russell, maybe? Sylvester Stallone was Sylvester one. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, I was going to say. That should be obvious. Mel Gibson. They both turned it down. Wow. Idiots. Um, this is... I, I, I read this. I, it, it, maybe this is true. Maybe it's, it's on not, the internet. I read it's it. It's on the internet. The studio suggested O.J. Simpson. That's awesome. And James Cameron didn't think he would be a believable killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was too bad. Right? Ah, no. Everybody liked him. He's yeah. not good no. anybody. Are you, not OJ. Are you, He's uh, way too That's nice what I read. Like, wow, that <clears throat> is... So what are you saying? That's a fun fact right there. Do you know oh something we don't know? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, he was, guilty. Was, he was not guilty. Right? You have evidence that... I don't. Okay. All I have is a glove. As far as I know, it did not fit. Therefore, and we quit. You, <laughs> Wow, so, that's um, crazy. Schwarzenegger had only 17 lines in that movie. So, uh, Roman Reigns could pull lines? it off. He could pull that off. That's all he had was 17 lines? Yeah. That's fantastic. That that's is a, great. That's amazing. That's the kind of movie role I need. And then Reese was the guy from the future that came back to stop the Terminator. Mm-hmm. Sting was considered for that role. Oh, the, he Sting the wrestler? No, I think Sting the actual. <laughs> okay. The actual. The real Sting. The real Sting. Sting. The real Sting. <laughs> Not Steve Borden. In 2008, Terminator was selected uh, by the Library of Congress for preservation in the United States National Film Registry. So they must really wow. love it. I think they're okay with Brun and the others. Yeah. Terminator 2, which came out in 91. Terminator 3, which was 2003. Terminator Salvation in 2009. Terminator Genesis in 2015. And Terminator Dark Fate in 2009. Now, was Arnold in all of those or just some of those? I think he was in all but one. I don't remember. I, I think... I know he was in Terminator 2 Judgment Day because last weekend we were flipping through the channels and we, we, we caught some of that. Because like, I remember oh. seeing 2 in the theater. Terminator 2 is pretty decent. They, yeah. I think they kind of just continue to go downhill after that. Yeah, but yeah that is my uh, wrap on Terminator. Nice. Matt, since you stole mine, yeah, go okay. for it. Well, for, uh, Not I did, that I expected it to last to number 4. but Yeah, anyway. Um, first of all, I did look up the, uh, the number one quote. Was it from... Was it Frankly My Dear? That's it. Okay. Frankly My Dear by Rhett Butler. 1939. 1939. Oh, 39. He had audio. Going with the wind. Yeah, gone In color. Uh, you see your mouth move and then you just see the words go up on the screen. A couple, <laughs> a couple of top lines. Uh, I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse is number two. Godfather. That's Godfather. a great one. Okay. Uh, the, you don't understand. Uh, I could have had class. I could have been a contender. Raging Bull. There you go. It was on the waterfront. Was the I wouldn't have put that up that high. No, me neither. neither. Good stuff. Hmm. Cool. Go ahead, make my day. It's number six. Ah, That's up there. We can spend a whole time. We can spend a whole time. It's a a fun list to look through for sure. That's a great list. Definitely. Yeah. All All right. So, so my the the movie I selected or stole from Rob (laughs) would have been uh, Die Hard. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Unless you want to open the front door for me. No, I'm afraid not. But you have me at a loss. You know my name, but who are you? Just another American who saw too many movies as a child. Another orphan of a bankrupt culture who thinks he's John Wayne, Rambo, Marshall Dillon. I was always kind of partial to Roy Rogers, actually. 
really like those sequined shirts. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? I'll say it now, and I used to say that it is definitely 100% not a Christmas movie, but it is. I declare for sure it is a Christmas movie. So what makes it a Christmas movie? I'll tell you what what makes it a Christmas movie, in my opinion. It starts out with a Christmas. The very first song you hear is a Christmas carol, is is, is Christmas music. But, I mean, as as the credits roll and we start the whole scene... There's Christmas music. There's four songs played throughout the movie, all Christmas songs. I know Christmas he, and Hollis by Run DMC yes, is a great tune. That's in there. That he's carrying he's carrying the, the the big teddy bear, the Christmas gift to get to Lucy, his daughter, and which he lost there. But he, he's going to the airport with this Christmas gift um, during the big fight in in, um, in, in the uh, the building there. The elevator comes up. Remember that when the mm-hmm. bomb scene there? And he, it says Santa Claus dressed with the ho ho ho. You know, oh, now I got, got a machine gun. gun. Ho yeah. ho ho! Sounds like Christmas to me. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Um, well, Bruce Willis says it's not a Christmas movie. He says that, but does he say it audibly? Let's. Let me, does he give some facts? All right, here we go. Now, please listen very carefully. Die Hard is not. A Christmas movie. It's a Bruce Willis movie. You're not scared of him anymore, though. I am so not. I, could, okay. I think I could take him. Uh, yeah. I could come, take on, him Bruce, come on, Bruce. Bring it, Bruce. <laughs> I think he's a liar, though. He's he's an actor, and he and he probably someone wrote that for him to say, and that's why he said that because it is a Christmas movie. I mean, just with the, the all the the music. And the gifts and the Christmas party, which uh, it's set on Christmas Eve, and it's it's a Christmas party. There's Christmas trees. There's Christmas gifts. I mean, so most Christmas movies have some type of transformation of the main character where they have realized something. Like in It's a Wonderful Life, George Bailey. Yes, he he realizes. Or in Scrooge, he realizes he's been this horrible person up to this point. He changes. Bruce Willis never changed, did he? Well, I don't know if I would say Bruce changed, but I would say that his wife Holly, Holly, she had okay, a change. Okay, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. I'm convinced. Yeah, because her name is Holly. I, her name is Holly, and mm. she Holly she, Jolly Christmas. And, and what was she, her daughter's name? Mistletoe. No, come on, <laughs> that's tacky. Uh, but but she uh, Lucy, but but um, she had changed her name, and she was like kind of walking away from all that stuff and just distancing herself. And, and I think when she saw him. You know, sacrifice and and do all the things that he did to save that. You know, to save her, she took. You know, she's got the name. She's got the name back. She's getting rid of the watch. You know, it's just she had to change. Okay, so well, here's. I I will say this. I think this was a realization for John McClane because he starts off at the beginning of the movie. You know, he's just himself. I don't think maybe he knew he had all of that in him. Until something he loved was about to be taken away. Think of that. And it Think made him realize, like, hey, you know what? I love this woman more than I thought I did. I'm going to go above and beyond to make sure that she's okay. And, by the way, I don't like Germans and their stupid cigarettes. Does, yeah. that, does that sound like Christmas to you? Yes. Yeah, it does. It yes, does. it does. Christmas miracle. Christmas. It is a Christmas, Christmas miracle. So we need, right to vote. we need to vote right now as caretakers of all that is 80s. Go around the table. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I say yes. Merry Christmas. I'll half-heartedly say yes. I will the other half-heartedly say yes. So we've got a three out of four says that it is. All right. It shall be so... From which which forward, is funny because every year I do watch a Die Hard at Christmas time on first. Yeah, time I watch it, I, a, I've waffled on it, but uh, yeah, I, it's it's. I'm a okay fan, with the case for it. It's a fantastic movie. I mean, the, you know, the premise: it's Christmas Eve. You know, you got John McClane. He's a New York cop. His wife's out working in L.A. and he wants some other kind of a strange. He wants to get back with her. But he brings this gift uh, to his daughter, and he, they're, they're at the party. And that's when everything just breaks loose. He goes to change his clothes because he shows up like he shows up. 
And it's it's in the time that he is changing his clothes that the terrorists come in, uh, led by uh, Hans Gruber. Yes, and, uh, played by Alan Rickman. So who would play that role in the ooh, new dialogue? Ooh, that's, a, that's a great character, too. Like, like a, he played such a great jerk. It's got to be somebody suave. It's got to be somebody with an accent. Liam. Ooh, Liam Neeson. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a tough, mean, good guy. And this one, he's bad guy. Oh boy! That's I, good I, I would love to see Liam Neeson as a bad guy. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, that would be, yeah. But I see, like it. I, I like don't it. know that because he has bad tendencies in many of his movies. But I don't know that Ryan Reynolds could whoop him because I Chris mean, Pratt might be able to. Chris Pratt maybe. Well, like Liam Wilson him. just is. Well, he could shoot tough. him. Yeah, I mean, that's so. what Bruce Willis did. Beat the guy up. He just shot him. So yeah. Well, so, he didn't have to. The dude wouldn't fight it. Like, would you, if you are Hans Gruber, would you be trying to fight John McClane? No, I don't think so. He was a mastermind. He wasn't a fighter. He was sneaky. Right. He was sneaky. Yeah. yeah. He's a hater, not a fighter. He was awesome in that. He was. He was. Great. Rest well, in what's your favorite scene, Dower? I, I, I want to say the, the one scene, I mean, it, you almost have to say when Hans Gruber's falling off falling the building. Off, yeah. that's, that's, that's great. the scene, right? But, but when him and Argyle and Holly right off at the end of the movie... That's kind of that's yeah. kind of cool. No, the significance of falling off. You know, oh no! Wait, wait, wait! I take it back. Holly punching the reporter in the mm. face. Oh, I love that. That was good. He guys had it come on the whole movie. Yeah. I like the part when he's swinging down the window and he's like shooting at the window as he's coming <laughs> towards it and he yeah. goes through. It's like if he doesn't shoot through, the, you know, he's going he to break his ankle. Yeah, or yeah. does something. I love that. Yeah, I like the significance of when when he fell when, when Hans reached up to grab her arm. He grabbed that watch, and that yeah. watch symbolizes the money and the job and all the new life that she has in L.A., and they just... Unclip it. Unclip that watch. You know, I never Symbolic. thought about it like so that. That's kind of yeah. like, we're letting yeah. go of that stuff. I thought that was kind of a cool that's scene. That's good. So they filmed that scene where he's he's hanging, and, and so they're, they're filming it from above, and they're going to drop him down to this, this mat below. Yeah, and he said, on three... They went one, two, and they let him go. <laughs> he said, so that's a <laughs> that's genuine shocking. look of that shock. Is... Like, what? <laughs> and oh, awesome. they had him do it a second time, and they went, eh, the first take was better. So. <laughs> yeah, he knows this is coming. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. That's uh, I like the fact that, well, again, they had Schwarzenegger and Stallone was up for this role. Mm. And, uh, and it was tough doing it with uh, Willis because he was working on... Um, Moonlighting. Moonlighting. And so he would work 10-hour days, mm. and then we'd go in the evenings and work this movie I will here. tell you this. Wow. That's insane. Out of all the guys at that time, I don't think anybody could pull that role off like him. Oh. I mean, you, I mean, you put any of these guys, like Kurt Russell, Mel Gibson, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, I don't think any of those guys could have like that, that cheeky sense of humor, that quick yeah. improv. None of those guys that any of their work I've ever seen could do that. Right. Well, and, and and that's probably like one of my favorite scenes was him going in the ventilation yeah. and his, his little comments of "Come to the coast," they said it'll be fun. They said, "Yeah,", yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's just that's just kind of funny stuff. Yeah, uh, it was kind of funny because the studio was like not sold on him. Like all he had really oh, yeah. done was like this TV show, you know, and, and a Seagram's commercial. And yeah, and they're like, I don't think this guy's big enough. And I think they thought he's a little bit smug, which actually worked yeah, out kind great. Of for that, role. that worked yeah. out great for that role, though. Yep. Yeah. And so <clears throat> the the famous line, obviously, in in uh, Die Hard is Yippee-ki-yay, you Yippee-ki-yay, know the rest. Yeah, you know the rest. Yeah. And and what's that an homage to? Who 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 said that line? Roy Rogers. Roy, Roy Rogers. Rogers. Roy Rogers. Yeah. yeah. Yippee ki yay, kids. Uh-huh. That was like a little. Uh, acknowledgement there, kind of. I, I, I like it as a cowboy. I like it when Hans Gruber says it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he he has an accent that he he kind of accentuates some of the different words that makes it sound like that sounds sounds cool. Yeah. Sounds what, what was the name of the corporation? Nakatomi. Nakatomi. I love that. Oh, the Nakatomi nice. Plaza. Such a famous. They made that I, such I've, a see, famous I've seen the name. T-shirt Nakatomi Plaza Christmas Party. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I've, I've that's seen that's them for years cool. as well. Uh, the movie made like uh, close to 140 million dollars. Uh, it was part of a great summer blockbuster of 1988. Summer blockbuster, you say? It came, well, it came out. <laughs> That's where the other half of me gets upset. Oh, <laughs> what, what did I say? I didn't say anything. Okay. The, but I uh, have a question. What? So besides John McClane, who's your favorite character? There's a lot of good characters actually in this movie. There, there are. Uh, I'm assuming you have you have a favorite, Dwayne T. Robinson. I was gonna say, <laughs> I love Dwayne. He's great. 
He's great. Agent Johnson, Agent Johnson. He was Johnson yes. and Johnson. That's right. <laughs> Not related. Now, Not related. The, now the cop that he talks to on the floor the whole time. Um, it's uh, Officer Al, yep. Al Pal. Officer Al, Al, the motor. Reginald Bill <laughs> Johnson. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. It, 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 watching it, it made me think of the the dude from. It's not the it's not the guy from um, Urkel. Yeah. yeah, it is. Is it, it the same, same dude? Is it dad? I think yeah. I think that's how he, he got, got that, that role from, from Die Hard. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I saw him in that before Family Matters. I assume that's how he got the role. I, I mean, I, I I I didn't think the names matched. When I was looking at the actors list, but yeah. I th- but because he, he was, you know, he wasn't like stupid funny. He was, I, I really liked. He him was in just Detroit. enough, yeah. just enough comedy relief with a little seriousness in there. Yeah, he yeah. had the sad story. He's trying to convey everybody, convey the truth what's going on. No one's listening to him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, it was good. Good it stuff. Good. Uh, it was nominated for four Academy Awards, uh, which it didn't win any. Should have. Should have. But no one won instead of it. Well, and, and what was funny was. Um, it did win an award. Um, it was oh, what was it? It was in Japan. By the way, Matt has like fourteen pages of notes on this movie. Yeah, that was wow. pretty cool. We're only on page three. Yeah, the, yeah. No, I'm, I'm winding up. Sit back, the, have was, a snack. Uh, we'll in, be here a while. in the Japan Academy Awards, it won best foreign film. <laughs> I love it. Which is kind of funny, but yeah, you know yeah. why? Because of Nakatomi yeah. Plaza. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah. It was that, all we relate to that in the Japanese world. They love this movie. Um, we didn't give it no awards, but other than that, that's pretty cool. Uh, obviously, it's part of a uh, a big long span of movies. Die Hard Two came out nineteen ninety. Die Hard with a Vengeance nineteen ninety five. Live Free or Die Hard, or known as Die Hard four point was in two thousand seven. Two thousand thirteen. It's a good day to die hard. Uh, it was the last installment there. Good I stuff. think I've seen all of them. Have you? I've, I've seen them all. But the last few, I kind of kind of blend together. Yeah. yeah. Now, were they all last Christmas food, movies? The last they few you're watching them on one screaming Christmas. or something versus action. Actually, the yeah. second one was in the wintertime. It might have been a Christmas also. I think go. it was Christmas. Was it Christmas? Yeah, yeah. I think it was. He's the in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. instead of uh, At the airport. L.A. Yeah. yeah, that was a pretty good one. The yeah. fight continues. That's right. But I think he kept his shoes on, though, didn't he? He did have shoes on this time. There it is. It was cold. Good thing. Matt, nice summary, man. Yeah, nice job. I agree with you. Good, good action movie from the eighties. It was. No, great, I, I don't think. Action, I don't think they get better. Yeah. If we were to vote, I'd vote that as number one. Yeah, definitely sure. on my Mount Rushmore. There yeah. it is. <laughs> Which is a very elite company. It is very elite. So, what would what would you say, Michael? Like, well, your... what would be at the top of my mountain would be First Blood. I don't think you understand. I didn't come here to rescue Rambo from you. I came here to rescue you from him. Well, we all appreciate your concern, Colonel. And we'll try to be extra careful. I'm just amazed that he allowed any of your posse to live. Is that right? Strictly speaking, he slipped up. You're lucky to be breathing. That's just great. Colonel, you came out here to find out why one of your machines blew a gasket. You don't seem to want to accept the fact that you're dealing with an expert in guerrilla warfare. With a man who's the best. With guns, with knives, with his bare hands. A man who's been trained to ignore pain. Ignore weather. To live off the land. To eat things and to make a billy goat puke. In Vietnam, his job was to dispose of enemy personnel. To kill. Period. Win by attrition. Well, Rambo was the best. Okay. Released in October of 82. It was based on David Morrill's 1972 novel by the same name. Starred, of course, Sylvester Stallone as John J. Rambo, who was a former Green Beret from the Vietnam War. And his adversary was Brian Dennehy. Dennehy? Dennehy. Dennehy, who plays Sheriff Will Tussle. And also played... Big Big Tom. Tom, Big Tom and Tommy Boy. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, Big Tom Callahan. Big Tom Callahan. <laughs> Callahan's Auto Parts. I don't know where we are getting derailed okay. here. Okay, so basically so the plot is Rambo is a former Vietnam vet who's traveled to see uh, an old friend, finds out he's died. So he's just kind of traveling along, hitchhiking his way um, through Oregon, and uh, he gets stopped by uh, Sheriff Tussle, who pulls him over, who really doesn't like. His kind of people. Yeah. Meaning he's got long hair. You know, he's, he's an kind outsider. Of a, he's a drifter. Doesn't really want him. So he gives him a nice, 
free escort to the edge of town, which just ticks Rambo off. It's Rambo. As soon as he drops him off, turns around, he heads back into town. Nobody's going to tell him where he can go. That's right. That's right. He so, fought for this country, Dagon. He yep. showed him where to go. So then he gets arrested for vagrancy, resisting arrest, and possession of a concealed knife, which is about a foot long. Yeah. <laughs> Not exactly a... I don't know how much you can conceal a yeah. foot long right. knife. But. What's that in your pants? <laughs> <laughs> you happy to see me? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You get on the editing room floor, but Sorry, it's all Sarah. good. <laughs> I got nothing but time. <clears throat> so once Rambo's arrested, you know, they're in there and they're processing him, whatever. And, and one of the other deputies is basically trying to bully him. And Rambo starts having these Vietnam flashbacks and starts fighting back and escapes. Well, what happens next happens in a lot of great action movies in the 80s. You got the car chase. So Rambo stole a motorcycle and he's being um, chased by the sheriff. But what I love in the 80s car chases is there's always wet pavement. Always. There's always dirt. <laughs> so that way where you can fishtail when you come around the corners hard with those rear wheel drives. You always got something you can jump, either a bridge or railroad tracks. We got that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A car's got to roll over, so the singer can go, oh, you know, <laughs> as it rolls over. Whether you're watching Blues Brothers or watching First Blood, pretty much the same car. Chase. That's what actually happens. That's, yeah. Let's go turn a car over. Let's go turn over. Let's, Let's go kick off a cop. <laughs> so, anyway, they basically chase him in the woods and they bring out. Obviously, the sheriff's department, they bring out the uh, local National Guard. Um, they have him trapped kind of in the mountains. And really one of my favorite scenes, I don't know if you remember, where Rambo's trapped. He's hanging on the edge of the mountain by his fingertips. And there's a helicopter, you know, basically that's spotting him on the side of the mountain. And he's got nowhere to go. So what does he do? He's probably about 150 feet off the ground. He does a free fall into some pine trees and goes crashing through mm. as they break his fall. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Would have broken my back. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's he does get a cut from it, though, I recall. <laughs> he did get a very large cut. Yeah. He a just, boo-boo. He sewed back together. He did. Um, you know, basically, a lot of explosions. Another criteria for a good action movie. A lot of explosions. Mm-hmm. A lot of shooting. Some fighting. Um, unfortunately, he does kill a dog. That part I never liked. Yeah. You know, dog squeals, kills it. It's not good. Um, but ultimately, he destroys the whole town. He does get arrested and does end up in, um, oh, what's the military prison? The Guantanamo. Leavenworth. <laughs> whatever. Brain, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, basically, it's my favorite movie. And it was followed up. By Rambo 2 in 1985, where he is a uh, he's searching for prisoners of war from Vietnam. Rambo 3 in 1988, where he goes to Afghanistan and fights the Soviet army there. Then 2008, you got just the self-titled Rambo. You guys seen that one? Mm-hmm. I have not. It's a, it's good. He uh, basically saves a group of missionaries in Burma. Yeah. And then in 2019. Mm. Probably my second favorite Rambo movie, Last Blood, where he goes and he fights a Mexican cartel who's basically trafficking young women and mm. kills somebody who's close to him. So I'll have to watch his last two. Oh, yeah. Rambo Last Blood's fantastic. So uh, Arnold had 17 lines in Terminator. Was there a lot of dialogue for Stallone in this movie? There were more than 17. Maybe 20. <laughs> but there's a lot of time where he's just... Yeah, running from people. Yeah, he does I don't have recall a, a lot of dialogue as well. He has yeah. some dialogue with his former like general Sergeant or whatever. Or yeah, he comes yeah. back and like tries to talk him down, so to speak. Yeah, I think of all of them, the first one was probably the most realistic. Like yeah. this, I mean, they just he just more and more just take on armies and just kill them all, you know. And he'd right. be whereas this one was you can almost see this right a, a, a guy that. A local sheriff's like, I don't like this drifter. You know, he's right. still got the, kind of like the fatigues on him, whatever. It's like, I don't want him in my town, and and which is kind of what happened to a lot of people that came back from Vietnam, is they were kind of like, is this the outcast. one where he did the whole tying of the the headband? That, that, that's that's the second two. one. That was that's in two. Oh, yeah. that's, that's great. My, my favorite, one of my favorite movie scenes ever was, I think it was in part two, 
where he is hiding and he's like got the mud all over mm, his face. Yeah. And you're like you're going by the scene and this dude, this Vietnamese soldiers walking by and you see these eyes open through the mud. I'm yeah, like, all, no way. You don't even see them there. That dude's just gone. <laughs> and I was, all you see is the, I was like, whoa, he's right there. And I, for some reason, I don't remember like a, a rice field. Was that, which one was that? Probably right. two. He pops out of this rice it's field. There, it's also in Rambo. Yeah. A lot of rice Just the one it was called, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the rice paddies there, they were mines, and they would make the uh, yeah. people run through the yeah, rice yeah, yeah. fields. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Just for fun, to see yeah. how many of them would blow up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. Nope. Great series of movies. Enjoyed them all. You know, not the most dialogue, but... Great, great action film from the 80s. Yeah, absolutely. Did it get an Academy Award or anything? I doubt it. <laughs> you slide and get best do, actor. Did you say how it did in the box office? Oh, it um, actually grossed 152 million wow. on a 15 million dollar budget. Ooh. Wow, that's a good return on that's, your investment. Yeah, that's I'd impressive. Say that, I think it did okay. It All right. Yeah. Wow, nice. I, I'm throwing you a curve. You sure are. I mm-hmm. sure am. I, you see this, don't you? I do. So originally, I had said Lethal Weapon. Yes, at the time, it's a great action film. At the time, I'm like, I love that movie. I still do. But then I look at today's viewing. What am I more inclined to watch today? And I went with the 1984 film Red Dawn. This is the emergency broadcast system. We are under attack by conventional forces of the Russian army. It is believed the lead waves were disguised as commercial charter flights. Communications have broken down other parts of the country. Large areas of the Midwest may have been overrun. Here we go. I thought for sure you were actually going to choose that originally, and you didn't. So no, so he's back to where you expected. How do you use it? You're so predictable. <laughs> Predictably unpredictable. Eventually. Eventually. So, Red Dawn, 1984 film. Uh, the film depicts a World War III type invasion on the United States where the, the Soviets, the Cubans, and the Nicaraguan troops all occupy Calumet, Colorado. And they're killing citizens, they come to the school, they're holding kids hostage, they're taking everybody into like concentration, re-education camps. But a group of rebels escape. And um, those rebels are Patrick Swayze, C. Thomas Howell, Charlie Sheen, and a couple other people we don't care about. <laughs> so they, they have to, they've got to go up into the mountains and they've got to develop a strat- strategy to fight off all these Soviets. I know, unpred- like, unrealistic plot, I know, but boy, it's so fun. It's a very fun movie to watch. Along the way, they meet Jennifer Grey and uh, Leah Thompson, becomes part of the thing. Powers Booth becomes part of their little group, too. And it is, I mean, it's a it's a fun movie. I mean, I loved it. Um, just action from beginning to end. Uh, you get people eating live deer. I mean, it is just, I mean, it is good stuff. Um, uh, it took, um, it did uh, $78 million at the box office on a budget of $17 million. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, pretty good movie. Uh, I absolutely loved it. I even liked the 2012 remake. It starred Chris Hemsworth and Josh Peck and uh, Adrian Palicki, which we know from Friday Night Lights. And, uh, it was, I mean, it's a pretty good movie. Not the original to me, but it was fun. It was good. Mm-hmm. They just brought it up more modern time, more current villain. Yeah more current technology used to fight and so forth. But, uh, yeah, I've always... Uh, I don't think I saw it originally. I probably didn't see it for several years after that. When I finally did see it, I'm like, oh, it's a good movie. Good movie. So you did not see Red Dawn in the theaters? No, I probably didn't see it till like, 87, 88. Okay. Probably got it at Video Pursuit or something. And you're like, how did I miss this movie I'm back like, oh, in the... What? <laughs> so, yeah, really yeah. liked it, and, um, yeah, that's my movie. Good that's one. a good pick. Good movie. Yeah. Oh, I have one issue with that movie. What's that? The Wolverines? Yeah. Maybe they could have been the Buckeyes. Yes, yeah. yeah. They should have been the Buckeyes. They, they would have had more self-respect. Probably could have fought better. That's like, true. Like, nobody would have died. <laughs> they would have fought to right. the very end, say yeah. the last second. Yeah. <laughs> Boom, shakalaka. Oh, boy. That to mean. all you Notre Dame fans out there. We apologize, Notre Dame fans, that your mm. team just couldn't hang. Oh, but, they, but, but they hung for a they long tried. time. They tried. It was... It was cute what they did. I mean, I was so proud. <laughs> they were precious. They tried so yeah. hard. They tried so hard. They're tryhards. All yeah. ten of them on the field. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's arrogance right there. Yeah, yeah we can stop them with ten. Yeah, yes. 
Good stuff. Someone's probably already doing an interview. <laughs> I don't have time to go out there for that last play. Calling Lou Holtz. Hey, Lou. <laughs> yeah. In closing, that is part one of our podcast on our favorite action movies of the 80s. Yes. Next week, we'll be back with part two. So I think the appropriate song to get us on out of here, Let It Snow by Vaughn Monroe from the Die Hard soundtrack. Guys, we'll see you next week. Take care and God bless. Merry Christmas. Oh, the weather outside is frightful But the fire is so delightful And since we've no place to go Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow it doesn't show signs of stopping And I brought some corn for popping The lights are turned way down low Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow Not bad for a bunch of kids, huh?